Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Grace. I'm Christina. I'm Mary Payton. Okay, today we are here to talk about middle grade versus young adult mashup. It's not really a mashup. <laughs> We're actually pulling them apart. We're not mashing them together. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're We're right. actually making them fight each other. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're Cage really match. here to talk about middle grade because it's middle grade March, but oh, YA is uh, just getting sh- dragged along. Schlepped. Yeah, I was going to say oh, schlepping. <laughs> middle grade is the star of the show, but there's some confusion around what is middle grade, what is young adult. Why are there these categories in general and also... Right. How are they different? So that's what we're going to get into today. And it may seem obvious the difference between the middle grade and young adult categories because it's like, oh, well, middle grade books are for younger kids Mm -hmm. and young adult books are for the older kids. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. And also anyone of any age can read anything they want. So that is (laughs) true. The only takeaway from this episode. <laughs> That's actually the whole episode. Bye. Well, bye. We had a good time. <laughs> For one of the other episodes we're recording today, spoiler alert, we patch record these. I, my instructions were grab any book. And I, I grabbed a middle grade book because there's a lot of those on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, exactly. I grabbed a YA book. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Now we have to fight each other. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> and if you want to hear what we're going to do with those books, come back in. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, like a month. <laughs> <laughs> that episode comes out on April 18th. Perfect. Yay. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, the main reason these categories exist is because of people like us, publishers. <laughs> right. Who really will do just about anything to get a book into a target reader's hands. And a lot of that comes down to narrowing. And so if there's any way to narrow down to a target audience, that's what we're going to do. So that's why these categories are even a thing. Well, and on the flip side, parents too, you know, if you if you have a middle grade reader, you know, middle grade is younger than young adult. Sure, let them read any middle grade. But if they're trying to read young adult, maybe check it out first, you know? Yes, for sure. The first detail that people generally look to when we're putting these books into these different age categories is how old is the main character? Mm -hmm. And that can sometimes help. And sometimes it's not, it's not a hard and fast rule. I feel like you can tell when the rule doesn't apply. Like, like room by Emma Donahue with a five-year-old protagonist. No one is like, this is a book for five-year-olds. Right. And that's where it gets complicated, right? Like you said, Grace, you can't just say if the content, is for um, younger kids or older kids because sometimes the content the way it's written can be for younger kids or older kids and sometimes the protagonist the same thing it can really mix things up i guess (laughs) make it a little confusing 
it's true. But there are some things that we're going to share with you today that are just general rules for a middle grade book and general rules for a young adult book that can kind of help you figure out if you're writing a book and you're not sure which category to put it in or where it might fit. Maybe this can help you out. Insert Jack Sparrow voice saying, well, it's more of actual guidelines. (laughs) I don't know what the quote is. I'm really bad at movie quotes. That was pretty good. That was pretty close. Okay, so... Since middle grade is the star of the show. Yeah. Happy middle grade March, Happy everybody. middle grade March. Yeah, we didn't really give it our all. But like, happy middle grade yeah. March. What an absolutely stunning genre that I am yes. almost always completely delighted with. Yeah. If it's been a while since you've read a middle grade book yourself, try it. Try it. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. May we recommend the Blameless series? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Uh-oh. That Great one job. happened organically. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, anyway, so Christina, do you want to talk a little bit about like the logistics of the middle grade category? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And before I do, I just want to say one more time that like these are good hints. If you check every box, you're probably a middle grade. But if you have like one that doesn't add up, it could still be middle grade. It's all about interpretation. And I'll give you an example as I get into this. But so a middle grade book The target age range is typically uh, like 8 to 12. And, you know, some five-year-olds are reading at a third grade level. Some 10th graders are struggling to get up to a seventh grade reading level. So it depends on the reader. But like generally, that's your audience is middle grade, middle school. You know what I mean? The word count for middle grade novels is often in the... 30 to 45k words the text tends to be bigger margins are bigger you have to think to yourself that it's like in between curious george and dan brown it's it has to be easier to read visually therefore there tends to be fewer words now of course there's exceptions the first percy jackson book is seventy-five thousand words but a lot of the books in the middle grade genre are going to be less than that yeah point of view is usually first person or third person you don't often see a lot of like creative point of views like you sometimes get in more adult novels a lot of the time it's third person because it's more of like the storytelling tone i'm thinking like series of unfortunate events like deep storytelling cadence but again there's exceptions and my exception is always percy jackson because i think it's probably the most legendary middle grade fiction of all time at this point maybe in our generation um which Mm -hmm. is first person But yeah, they're usually straightforward, you know, whatever the perspective is. Yeah. And then as far as the kind of content that you'll see more often in middle grade, again, this is a guide. So there are always exceptions, but we often see themes of good versus evil. They're relatively wholesome. So you won't usually won't see topics that are more adult like sex, drugs, alcohol. In fact, um, like, those, if like, those all go in YA. <laughs> right, exactly. And in fact, like, if you're trying to publish a middle grade novel with sex or drugs, like, your publisher probably won't let you because parents aren't going to want their kids to read that. Right. Yeah, that might just not get picked up. Right. And there's. <laughs> you won't even get to the publisher point. Exactly. It's a gradient. The acknowledgement that alcohol exists, sh- sure. You know, Percy Jackson references alcohol all the time, but it's like, a vivid description of like a 14 year old alcoholic no like that's right. not really appropriate you don't want your kids glorifying that well since the point of view is usually someone at that age between 8 and 12 
you know, you remember being in middle school and technically stuff was happening around you and you're starting to understand it. But some of those more adult things were hidden from you. So maybe an adult was acting weird, but no one told you exactly why they were acting weird. A lot of middle grade is still set in reality, but we don't blatantly see things like that are more adult, like sex, drugs, alcohol. That kind yeah, of you're stuff. not going to like be reading Percy Jackson and be like, and then I walked in on them having sex. It's like, no, 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 no. Right, right. Oh, I hope not. Oh. I'm t- I'm speaking as if Percy is walking in on some adults having sex. Obviously, adults right. only. Okay, Let's just and bail then on this extended metaphor. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, and then uh, usually you see a strong protagonist, most often going on a journey of self discovery. And that makes sense. Right. Right? Like, that's the age where you're like, whoa, I exist in <laughs> this world. Yeah. What is happening? Back yeah. in the day, I think, so middle grade is like a relatively new thing. Like, middle grade, mm-hmm. I-, I don't think, I wonder how old that word is. Because, like, in the 70s, like, middle grade was not a thing. It was, like, children's right. books or or grown-up books. So I think back I think that's in, true for both middle grade and young adult. Exactly. I'm sure that's totally true. So, but I feel like this kind of, well, actually, I guess both middle grade and YA, I think before these genres were invented, were called coming of age, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like coming of age is a very specific kind of story within these genres. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. S.E. Hinton status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think coming of age now can be a theme in either YA or middle grade. But you see it, I think, most often in middle grade because that's when you're really figuring out who you are and who the people are around you. And, you know, like I said, starting to understand some of the more adult themes in life. Um, And then, you know, there can be some light romantic themes like little school crushes, maybe a holding of hands, maybe a a peck on the cheek, (laughs) something like that. (laughs) Maybe like a fade to black kiss. (laughs) Yes, yes. But... You know, middle grade still can deal with some real world topics like and and most often does deal with real world topics like friendship, family relationships, school. Uh, I feel like school is so often involved in middle grade. It's such a big part of life. Yeah. And the topics can be heavy. They can be pretty tough topics, things like grief or family dynamics changing, that kind of stuff. But usually they wrap up pretty nicely and the characters are left feeling like they've they've grown in some way, like they understand themselves a little bit better. Right. Like you're probably not going to get like a fight club kind of ending in middle grade. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine my middle school brain handling something like that. Absolutely. No. Exploding. So there are some really awesome middle grade books. I have a couple of examples to share in case you're curious. We've mentioned a couple times. And I would like to mention a couple more after your list. Yeah, I was going to say, please feel free to add any. Uh, We've mentioned a couple times uh, Percy Jackson series, The Lightning Thief is a good example by Rick Riordan. And then Wonder by R.J. Palacio. Is that the one with the cover with like the eye? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys read that one? No. No, I didn't read that one. Oh, cool. Well, it's on our list. I mean, apparently it's like one of the Hallmark middle grade Really? Books. I, I yeah. feel like I've heard nothing about it, but I see the cover everywhere. Everywhere. They made a movie. For a while they made it into a movie. What? Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like a couple years ago. And I know that like my stepkids are 14 and 16 now, but when they were in middle school, they were assigned that book. For one of their classes. Oh, cool. English, obviously. One of my. You know, one of them. Their wonder class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And then the last one that I am going to mention is one we also have already mentioned. Just the whole series of unfortunate events series. <laughs> I freaking love those books. They are so funny. I definitely remember reading those back in the day. Another super classic example, Holes by Lewis Sackar. Yes. Oh, interesting. I wasn't sure if that one was, was middle grade or young adult. I think it's middle grade. Because let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Let's figure it um, out. I don't remember how old Stanley Elnats is, but he's like 14 or 15, right? Might be as old as 16. Kind of old for the uh-huh. for the protagonist. Uh-huh. But maybe this isn't going to work because it's not going to fit anything. I think that with Holes, it gets down to like the content, themes of good and evil. Mm-hmm. There's no sex, drugs, or alcohol at all, right? I mean, a little like some mild adult alcohol abuse or like allusions to yeah. it, but not mm-hmm. like raging drunk alcoholic adults. Strong protagonist on a journey of self-discovery, real-world topics like friends and families, and um, it's uh, coming of age. I think it's middle grade. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree. It handles really tough, like, real-world intense topics, but in a more lighthearted way. It's um, it's 37,000 words only. Oh, wow. Yeah. It feels longer. Little, little one. Mary Payton, did you have a middle grade novel? I was so worried that you would ask me because... Oh, I'll say another one. As we know, I love middle grade, but I am drawing a blank right now. So what I do is I keep track of my books that I've read in this handy little thing called Storygraph. Oh my god! Where I can click on a button that says, show me every Brag. single middle grade book I've ever read in my life. Oh my god. Hell's okay. Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. I'm just saying the more like well-known ones on this list. I've read some obscure ones that I have blacked out. I don't remember them. Artemis Fowl. Did y'all read Artemis Fowl? Mm-mm. By Aowen. A- <laughs> that can't be right. Aowen Colfer. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Mr. Colfer. Um, A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Langle. Oh, yeah. Solid. I did read that one. Um, mm-hmm. Flipped by Wendelin Van Dronen. Have, did, I read that one last year. I reread that one last year. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Ella Enchanted. How could we not? Yes. <laughs> my favorite. If you are worried if you want to go buy a middle grade novel and you're worried about finding one what you do is you go buy any novel that rick reardon has ever published and he's published a lot in a lot of different series um and rick reardon has his own oh my god my friend's really good he pronounces it riordan i don't really care that much um he doesn't i think i just did that you said riordan (laughs) yeah that's what i did yeah yeah you did it right Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. It rhymes with fire truck is like what they say to me. Oh. <laughs> um, he had Disney Hyperion, which is Disney's publishing arm, gave Rick Riordan his own imprint called Rick Riordan Presents. So if you go to Barnes & Noble or your local bookstore and you find any book that's Rick Riordan or Rick Riordan Presents, that's middle grade. 100% guarantee. All righty. We got to get into young adult now, folks. Whatever. It's middle grade March. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just post this last half in... <laughs> YA February. YA Wait, yesterday. I was trying. <laughs> YA yesterday. That was a really like good that. shot. Yeah. I that. Wait, so does young adult have a month? No. No. I don't think so. Why not? They're always I, so misunderstood. I think probably uh, because these days people cool. know what YA is like more than middle grade, maybe. True. Oh, I guess that might be true. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Payne, do you want to talk about some of the nuts and bolts of the YA category? Okay, so the target age range for YA books is generally between 13 and 18 years old. 
Um, I was definitely reading YA way sooner than that, but yeah, that's the I general got, um, interest. I got in trouble. I remember I was like 11 or 12 and my mom had to co- uh, confiscate Gossip Girl. I was in trouble, but I was also learning some things that I should not have been. (laughs) I was going to say, that probably is pretty spicy. I was like, she did what with him? Oh, my God. People do that. (laughs) (laughs) The typical word count for YA books tends to be between 50,000 and 75K words. Um, you know, some of them, of course, can be longer than that. Sometimes they can hit up to... I think they get longer and longer every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's what... That's what the readers want, especially those fantasy books. Um, they yeah, want. the fantasy ones. What's the one? Um, here, let me just do. Wait, Sarah. Sarah J. Moss. Moss. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the book. What the books are called? A court. Mm-hmm. A court of thorns and rose. I can't spell thorns. A word count. Just a cool hundred and thirty k, and that's the <gasps> first in the series. Oh my gosh! Wow. So that is a very prolific writer I think, there. I almost feel like this should be like 550. Oh wait, I'm so bad at numbers. I feel like this typical word count, 50K to question mark, the way that people are like, the party I will know. end when it ends. <laughs> 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 We're going all night. Well, I, I do think that like fantasy books are outliers in this category, though. And in like every category. And, True. and, and, and always, really. Yeah, fantasy, we just, we want all that world building, we want more characters. It just requires more. Yes, yes, for sure. The POV generally for young adult books tends to be a mix of first person and third person, but first person is more common, whereas with middle grade, third person is more common. And I feel like you see a lot more in YA uh, first person present, the like, I am running, I am fighting. Yeah, everything is so immediate, you know, and it's like, and it has to be nobody at that age or, you know, whatever, between 13 and 18, (laughs) right, per our guidelines, wants to read something about what happened in the past to this person. They're like, I need to know what is happening right this second. Yeah, make it urgent. Yeah. So some common things you will see in a YA novel might be themes surrounding social issues Mm -hmm. like religion, politics, race, economics, sexuality, like just we're getting into it at that point. You know what I mean? We're not shying away. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you won't see these things in middle grade, but it's usually like really cursory. Yeah. We're delving in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like we talked about with middle grade, that you're starting to understand some of these things and starting to pick up on some of it. And then as a teen, um, especially later teen, you start to feel a little bit too much like you already know all of that stuff. Like you, like you've, (laughs) you've figured it all out. You know who you are kind of thing. And of course, that ends up not being true, as we know. But (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah, and just things generally become more complicated with a character's relationship with other people, but also with themselves. Um, They're still working on that self-discovery, but a little bit more into like their general identity and how they fit in the world um, or maybe don't fit in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, coming-of-age stories are super common. They're divergent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you also get first love in this genre, typically, mm-hmm. and all the things that come with that. A little bit of love triangle action sometimes, just always fun. We love a good love triangle. We do. I mean, it has to be a good one, though. Come on. Right. 
No, you're right. Oh my god, you want to read a good love triangle in YA? Read Iron Widow by Zirin J. Zhao. Yes. Yes. That is like the only love triangle I will accept going it's forward. An excellent one. Yeah, like Team Edward or Team Jacob. Team, don't read those books. Team, <laughs> team Gail or Team. Oh my god, what's the other one's name? Oh Pita. yeah, Pita. Team. Katniss is asexual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> but yeah, so as we mentioned, we were talking about uh, middle grade, you know, in terms of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, alcohol, you know, those things are permittable in the YA genre, but just nothing gratuitous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like your sex scenes will be fade to black. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like the most sex I've ever seen in a YA novel, it, it was still fade to black. I'm thinking really specifically of the Cruel Prince series where it was like very oh, yeah. spicy before it faded to black. I was like, his tail did what? Okay. <laughs> All right, girl. And then it's uh, like fade to black and you're like, YA. no, come on. I'm in my 20s. <laughs> I need more than this. <laughs> yes. Generally, the themes in a young adult novel are gonna be a little darker but you still don't want to leave your reader like completely gutted and heartbroken at the end generally you want to have like a hopeful conclusion you know because they're just starting out in the world right and le- but unless it's dreams. like in a series maybe i think that right. i think oh. that they're i think ya is not afraid to like ruin your life if you know there's a sequel to come a la oh, for sure. iron widow <laughs> Yeah, for, <laughs> yes. for sure. Yeah, you got to have a follow-up if you're going to be crushing people's dreams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so here are some examples, and we'll talk about why they're examples. I mean, you know, why they're not middle grade. So perhaps the most famous YA series of our generation, the Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins, kids murdering each other, that's not middle grade. <laughs> that's not middle grade. Um, <laughs> nope. There's a lo- conceptually quite dark. Conceptually quite dark. Um, the Fault in Our Stars by John Green. Wow, this one is like subject matter. It's about people bonding over dying from cancer. Like that. I wouldn't. So this is one that, like, if I were a parent, I would let my 12 or 13 year old read it, but I would want to read it with them to help contextualize these like big, big feelings and big, big tragedies that are taking place. And especially knowing how it ends, no spoilers, but like they're dying from cancer. It doesn't end great. Um, Like I would definitely want to like be there for my younger kid reading this. Yeah. Um, And then there's also the hate you give by Angie Thomas. Again, this one is just like the subject matter is about like, critical race theory and race relations in our police society brutality. yeah poli- and yeah. police brutality and those are the thing like i just am not sure that a middle schooler is going to have enough political and uh like social context to understand this book again if my 13 year old wanted to read it i'd be like let's read it together let's talk about it as we go through it you know mm-hmm. but it's really uh the subject matter in these books where it's like i don't want a 12 year old reading this without a shepherd to help them understand what exactly we're going through here what are some other ya books that y'all enjoy oh my gosh so many Mm -hmm. i know i read i read more ya probably than any other genre yeah me too it's just so fun here allow me to go to my story graph i mean like i'm thinking of sarah j moss um have you the read Throne of Glass series? Oh yeah, yeah. I always forget about I that one because that, that was her first. Yeah, one that one. That one's really fun, and it is one that like guts you at the end of every 
book, but then, you know, generally, well, I don't want to spoil anything, I guess. Um, but it does, it does hold to a lot of the YA, um, you know, there's some spicier stuff in it for sure. And some of Mm -hmm. it is kind of fade to black, but kind of not. Yeah. Grace, I know you read Red, White, and Royal Blue. Mary Payne, have you read that one? No, not yet. Okay. So, like, that is one that is, like, a a cusper. I I think that you would call that a new adult, which we're not talking about here. But, like, by all, like, almost nothing about that book seems like, like, um, okay, almost everything about that book seems YA until there's, like, a pre-sex scene that turns into a sex scene. And you're like, oh, I thought this was for children. <laughs> nope. So I feel like that's where the line is drawn. Like, are we seeing sexual, like, actual sexual acts? Document here when my phone fell. <laughs> A real quick note, like, don't trust your apps. I'm scrolling through the YA section of all the books I've read before in Storygraph and it flagged Guardians of Gahul as young adult when uh, I, I would consider You want to know why? Why? It's because the reviewers are the ones who categorize them. Publishers don't do that. And, oh. and Goodreads or Storygraph, I'm pretty sure. Really? I feel like I've never yeah. had the opportunity to mark anything as a genre. I'm pretty sure. When I review a book, it asks me for, like, vibe check and, like, keywords. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. But, um, like, it's not always right because this is middle grade and, like, it's maybe even, like, early readers. This, these are, like, books for children. So oh, wow. those don't belong in my way, YA section along with Cruel Prince. <laughs> no. Different. I'm just scrolling through. Divergent. Classic. I really yeah. hate the way that book series ends, but it's technically YA. Um, Marissa Meyer, y'all know what YA is. You're on the internet. Go look up hashtag I read YA, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Nature of Witches by Rachel Griffin is one that I loved a lot. Maggie Stiefvater. Perks of Being a Wallflower is like classic YA. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. classic. That's one of those that like might get you because it's very short. Another one is Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I read reread that last summer and it's quite short. But, like, you open it up and, like, every other word is an F-bomb. And it's like, okay, maybe not for my 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Um, Holly Black, yeah. Good old Holly. Mm-hmm. Holly Black has a way of making things extremely sexy without having much sex present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that tension. It's the tension. And in the last book of hers, I read The Coldest Girl in Cold Town. It's just a lot of vampires sucking necks. It's, she makes <laughs> okay. it so hot. I'm like, That's what vampires do, Christina. I don't get it. <laughs> well, middle grade, young adult, you can see there are definitely important differences between the two. But ultimately, read what you want to read. Mm-hmm. Write what you want to write keep these guidelines in mind in case you're not sure which direction you want to go and you have to kind of make that decision. Um, But if you are writing a middle grade or a young adult book, just make sure that your voice is super authentic Mm -hmm. and never ever be condescending to your readers because they will pick up on that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by me, Grace Ball. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. 
Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com.